0: GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. If you disagree with me, you should call me. You don't have to sit there and yell at the radio. Give me a call. Let's have a chat. Let's have a discourse. Civil, of course. Let's have a civil discourse. Uh, The the, uh, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. You can send me your thoughts, but I'd much rather speak with you. And uh, I'm streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, and the podcast is available on the free Odyssey app. And here we are, you know, here we are. Um, I, this is called the street light effect. Okay. Uh, this comes from an old joke. A policeman sees a drunk man searching for something under a street light and asks what he lost. He says he lost his keys, and they both look under the street light together. After a few minutes, the policeman asks if he's sure he lost them there, and the drunk says no, that he lost them in the park. So the policeman says, Well, why are you looking here? And the drunk replies, Well, this is where the light is. Now consider what's going on right now, the self-styled environmentalists in the Biden administration trying to strangle the fossil fuel industry in the U.S. And this because they're only looking within the boundaries of the light. But if they got out of the light in the dark, they would see that China's giving permits for two new coal plants a week. And they would see the coal power capacity starting construction in China was six times as large as that in all of the rest of the world combined. And as long as somebody's burning coal... It doesn't matter what anybody else does. So the idea that we can be clean and we make the world better is a pipe dream. Even if we do it, even if we pull it off. As long as somebody's burning coal, air moves. Then it is very fashionable to believe in systemic racism. It's built into the society. This uh, streetlight points at me. And tells me I have to cleanse myself of racism, which I don't have. And uh, at the same time, there's real problems out there outside the light that we're not looking at. So let's talk about something they could look at. You know that they, you know, this comes from where all of uh, all of life comes from, from Africa. Because apparently they don't care about the recent Great African War, which began in the Democratic Republic of the Congo in August of 1998, and it got fighters from all over Africa involved. This war, that you haven't heard that much about, caused 5.4 million deaths. So that's nearly the entire population of South Carolina got killed in this war. Do you remember any demonstrations about that? Do you remember that? I don't, because it wasn't. The idea of fighting in the rainforest of the Congo was not fashionable. But the idea of saving the planet by just changing to renewables and haranguing the oil companies, that is a fashionable cause. And speaking of Africa, you know... We get this. Global cobalt demand has exploded within the arri- with the arrival of electric vehicles and now skyrocketing in tandem with government EV mandates and subsidies. Cobalt mining involves unimaginable horrors. Cobalt, read by Nottingham University Associate Professor of Modern Slavery Sidharth Kara, exposes the excruciating realities that stop oil and net zero campaigners strive to keep buried along with the bodies of parents and children killed in cave-ins, or dying slowly or, and painfully after being maimed or poisoned in cobalt mines. Professor Kara, just going in there to survey this stuff, was very, very dangerous. Uh, he went in there to document conditions for desperate Africans in a region that holds 72% of the world's known supplies of cobalt. He estimated that, that 70% of this cobalt, half the world's entire supply, involves some measure of child labor, And much of the rest involves near slave labor. So while we're out here talking about my racism, my systemic racism, we're championing, you know, we're behind the cause of electric vehicles, which has to have batteries, which need cobalt. And at the same time, we are perpetuating slavery. While we're, you know, in certain blue areas, they're discussing reparations for slavery. Uh, Why isn't this cause fashionable? Should somebody glue themselves to the U.S. Capitol building on this one? Laura C. wrote this two years ago in the Washington Post in twenty four April twenty fourteen. Members of the armed group Boko Haram kidnapped two hundred seventy six seniors of the Chibok government secondary uh, school for girls. Let me pop that back up. I just saw it in the corner of my eye. Let's go. uh, Is it Kello? Let's go to Kello and Malden. Yes. What can I do for you?
1: Hey Bill, it's Atticus. My last name is Killo. Okay, how are you? I'm good. Hey, I was I was just listening uh, to you, and um, I love I love your show. I listen to W R D all the time when I'm driving for Lyft Thank and you. Uber. Yes, sir. I drive a Tesla, and I do take issue with what I've heard you and other conservative commentators say. I'm not like an EV freak. I'm not a greenie. I drive a Tesla, and you said how. Uh, I want to know how many of you see an EV charging station. Well, I can look in—I can look in my out my back window, and I see one right next to my garage. So that's the point.
0: That is the is point. That charge- is the point. But um, and listen, I think Tesla probably makes a very, very good product.
1: Oh yeah, that's I, I, I you think I EV, think I think distinguish it from Tesla. So.
0: <laughs> well, but I mean, listen. So the so the EV thing. See, Tesla is – everything about Tesla is good except that battery that's in it, in my opinion. Everything – because Tesla batteries, you know, like all these coastal places where people have Teslas when they have a hurricane come in, then all of a sudden uh, the Tesla, which if it gets inundated with any salt water in any way, shape, or form, up to two weeks later, those things just burst into flames.
1: I, I have not – I think that's FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt – um, there's a YouTube channel called, um, the bearded Tesla guy who did a whole thing on when the hurricane hit Florida last year, and he was driving around in this Tesla. Right now this has, has to do with bursting into flame, but I mean, I've driven through, I've driven through puddles and all that. Those battery packs are sealed really tight.
0: I would hope So. so i would hope I mean, so but I'm i mean driven, you've, driven, you've, so, puddled, taking, taking you so taken taking tesla know? let's take tesla out of the uh, out of the equation they've had four right. lightnings burst into flame just sitting there on the line and then they catch other fort lightnings on fire and maybe yeah. it's the execution of the way they do the car that makes them bad i don't know right right maybe right. that maybe that's part and parcel of the problem all i'm saying is this like with you i could see a Tesla as a excellent vehicle for uber
1: Oh, it, it really is. And I'm like one of five Uber guys here in town. Uh, I bump into some others. Shout out to them. Um, but, you know, it's just being able to charge at home, being able to leave at, you know, five in the morning to go and go driving. Okay, I'm tired. Come home like right now. Uh, you know, let the car charge up and all that stuff. And there are um, four charging stations uh, or three. No, four, if you include Spartanburg. But, you know, those are really just used primarily for road trips and stuff. And I'm about to do a road trip to Texas. Um, I did it before. The, yes, the the one and only thing is that, yes, it takes a little longer. So, well, see, you know, I, this man, is
0: the thing. What's the range on the Tesla? Well, on mine,
1: the, the range on a Model Y, I bought a long range. It was 330 miles. Uh, that's if I charge it up to 100%, which I never do. Right. I, I you know, I charge it about 80%. Then when I wake up in the morning, make my coffee, I bump it up to about 85%. Right. Um, but on the road trip, I mean, Elon even said uh, with my model and other models, you know, charge it to 100% once a week. Um, so I haven't done 100% ever a whole lot. And when you're doing a road trip, I did one with my mom and my aunt up to Michigan to Detroit and back um, uh, a couple weeks ago. And
0: well, well, listen, a listen, ago- I, I'm about to run out of time. So here's what I would like for yeah. you to do with your road trip that you're about to do. Okay. Yeah. Would you be kind enough, just for my own edification, to log how long you have to charge and how many charges you have to do to get to your, to your destination, just one way, right? And when you get back, give me a call and let me know. That I can do. Hey, I appreciate it. Listen, I think electric cars are just—it's a great technology. I just don't think yep. most of the guys are executing it correctly. They—they they obviously are not because 330 miles—that's—that's—that's that's, that's respectable. Some of these things, 120 miles, 160 miles—that's not respectable. That's not a good. That's not good for what it costs and everything else. So, listen. Thank you very much for the call. We'll get back to the to the to the. Uh, to the lights in just a second. This is News Talk 989 W O R D. All right. I have decided to jump to something else. Let's talk about World Trade Center 7. Ha ha ha. Let's talk about that the g s plumbing talk line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine the common sense retirement planning text line is seven one three zero seven I know that they know more about nine eleven than we've ever heard because I worked in military intelligence I'll give you a an example i it's i, I say with a high degree of confidence that there were connections between some important Saudi families and Al-Qaeda that have been hidden or glossed over. But then when I look at World Trade Center 7, a lot of people said that was a controlled implosion. Except it wasn't a controlled implosion because a controlled implosion employs gravity. So they start the building coming apart at the bottom. And World Trade Center 7 fell in from the top. The other thing everybody tells me is that no skyscraper of any height above 15 stories has ever fallen due to fire. Now, it isn't extraordinary to trust the fact that three airliners crashed into buildings, bringing down towers one and two, and damaging the Pentagon. We have lots of evidence that planes hit these buildings. The plane that hit the Pentagon was tracked by radar, and the we, we don't have the same kind of evidence we have of the second tower being hit by that plane, or even the first tower being hit by that plane, but the plane that hit the Pentagon was there. And it didn't just evaporate, they found artifacts of it. Then there's the whole melting point of steel. Because nobody's ever claimed that steel wouldn't melt. I'm being asked. So, uh, I'm being asked real quick on the on the text line. Where's Dewey? Um, Dewey had to go to court today. So, we're going to do 2A Tuesday. Tomorrow. He'll be here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Just tomorrow. He had to, he had to go take care of some business. Back to the melting of steel. Steel doesn't have to melt. At 600 degrees it begins to lose strength and becomes malleable. By 1100 degrees it loses half of its strength. Now the World Trade Center towers were basically hollow boxes. So when those planes hit the facade, the beams on the outside of the building were broken by the planes were key structural elements. No building is built to withstand the weight of everything above it. So when those floors started to fall, they could not withstand the weight of what was coming down on them. So they collapsed. But what about World Trade Center 7? Because a lot of the conspiracy theories rest on the unexpected nature of its collapse hours after the other two came down. Other other buildings were damaged by debris and were on fire for the entire day. But up to this point, yeah, we can do that. We'll call it Weapon Wednesday tomorrow. Up to this point, no skyscraper had ever collapsed solely due to, solely due to fire. And there were no uh, indication that debris strikes threatened the integrity of the building. Fire was raging out of control on a few floors, but the fire alone has never taken down a skyscraper prior to 9-11. So, we get this from the National Institute of Standards and Technologies. What happened is a girder. Where is that at? Where's that girder? They have a girder that all of these things were 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 numbered. All of these things were numbered. They were. We were told that WTC Seven fell because it was housed Secret Service and the CIA, and they claim that the building was destroyed to control the de- in a controlled demolition to destroy the evidence. Except, that's not what happened. When C 7 what happened? Floor 13 collapsed. And that began a cascade of failures. Column number 79, which had lost its connection to the girder that anchored it, buckled. And all 23 central columns, followed by the exterior columns, failed in what is known as a progressive collapse. This is where local damage spreads from one structural element to another. But there were no explosives set. There were no explosives set. The exterior collapses at the top of the building. The HVAC system falls through the top of the building. And here's the thing. It would have required too many people doing too many things in too exposed a fashion for this to actually work. And I'm being told I'm a good propagandist. I'm not a propagandist. I looked at this very objectively. Not subjectively. So, believe what you want. Okay? Believe what you want. I lead with Occam's razor. And when that sort of attack, when that sort of attack begins and you have these unusual circumstances, that led to an unpredictable outcome because they had never heard that before. If it's easier for you, excuse me, let's see, what am I getting here? Maintenance man heard implosions way before those towers ever hit George Bush. His brother was had a security quit the day before on September 10th, two weeks earlier than the George Bush's brother got rid of all the Sith dogs in the world trade center and a missile hit the Pentagon. There was no wings shown on the Pentagon and several people, including a cousin of ours told not to come to work that day. <laughs> I can't believe you fell for all their, this is not the government though. This isn't the government telling me this and, and nobody told me anything. I just looked so I know I haven't fallen for anybody's lies sorry and, and this is the reason the reason I bring this up is we do have re, we, we also are in the street light street light uh, thing we're, we're looking at things that we can see in the light or so we think and then we we don't look at what's in the dark and if we look at what's in the dark then we begin to see the full picture. But hey, it, what you know? Present the evidence if you got the evidence. Don't present the hearsay. Don't show me something from a blog. You know, these are the NIST is a bunch of geeks. It's a bunch of I mean, these are engineers that sit back and they, you know, give them a slide rule and a calculator, and they are in heaven. Still an inside job, okay. Still an inside job. For those of us that have worked with people that might might have actually done the inside job, here's the thing. It takes a lot of stuff. And you would have seen that. You would have seen the elements that would go into this. So... (laughs) Okay. All right. I got you. I hear you. I hear you. Lots of people got to believe. They got to believe. That's fine. I got you. Hey, when we get back, I got something for all of you doomers again, like everybody on the text line right now. This is News Talk 98.9 W.O.R.D. All right, class is in. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. We seem to be in a, in a bit of a nihilistic moment, especially with some of the stuff I was just talking about. What is a nihilistic person, you may ask? Well, that is a person that they they believe that all values are baseless and nothing can be known or communicated. They are very pessimistic, radically skeptic, and they condemn existence of just about anything. No loyalties, no purpose, perhaps besides an impulse to destroy. Okay. So right now we have more entertainment, distractions and comfort than any society in human history. And yet, Americans take more depressants than anybody else on the planet. Per, hundred, per thousand people in the United States, uh, 110 people are taking de- uh, depressants, antidepressants. For some reason, uh, Korea is the lowest nation. A majority of you believe that your kids are doomed. We've lost faith in institutions, that's rightfully so, I sort of get that, uh, you know because government has failed us. Many of us believe that the country cannot hold together. There's a, a poll out there that shows that 52% of Trump voters and 41% of Biden voters favored red-blue states seceding from the Union. A January 6th capital attack hearing, where broad, which was broadcast across the nation, uh, The report by uc davis shows the divide in america may be even greater today and over half of us believe that in the next several years there's going to be a civil war both ideologies are pessimistic but for some reason my side seems to tend to be that way a bit more we're like the guy carrying the end is nigh" sign on the street corner scratching our heads a little that the world hasn't actually ended yet But things are going to go south just about any old minute. Now, here's the thing. On the pessimistic side, our national debt is out of control, headed towards disaster, and there seems to be few prospects of ever making that better peacefully. Christianity is on the decline, and we continue to rapidly become more degenerate. They want to get rid of the Senate filibuster on the Democrat side, and they want to stack the Supreme Court, which would be high, that would highly likely end the United States time as a republic if it happened. Our media and political systems have degraded to the point where there's no trustworthy source of news, and the problem is most people are not engaged. The military has gone from being apolitical to dabbling in politics and becoming less competent. Democrats are just corrupting government agencies. The border is open and uncontrolled. Weird perverts really are coming for your children. With the full backing of every democratic politician in America. Then there's a potential threat the whole human race could be wiped out by bioweapons, nuclear war, and AI. These are all real problems. No doubt about it. They're serious and they're dangerous. Here's the flip side. Most of human existence has consisted of dirt poor people hunting and foraging and doing subsistence farming to get just enough to eat while under the thumb of a tiny number of monarchs, emperors, dictators, warlords. They took a large portion of what they produced, told them what to do, and beat or killed them if they didn't do it. We exist in a world... Where we do have a real say, we have air conditioning, high-speed internet, supermarkets full of food, and almost all of us working relatively cushy jobs. Even those fast food workers working at the office depot or, you know, whatever, that's pretty cushy compared to tilling a field or mining for cobalt. And this level of human existence hasn't been available forever. It only just came around. My, fa- my father was so poor that for Christmas, he and his eight siblings got a football one year and they killed it that day because they'd never had a football. They didn't even know what to do with it. So they just beat it around the yard till it died. Most places, you know, you you had doctors in some places today that make a dollar a day. Are you worried that violence is going to break out? I know that we've had that happen before. We've had a Revolutionary War, a Civil War, and the White House was burned to the ground in the War of 1812. And what about us being the only superpower? Well, the same thing happened to the British and the Italians, and they're still here. And the point is, it may get bad, but it's been bad before, and people made it through. And, uh, you know, there's no guarantee it's going to get bad. In fact, it may not be as bad as any of us think because we've just been influenced by the relentlessly negative, outrage-inducing fear porn that passes for news in America today. Good, good news and happy predictions, they do not drive clicks, so we don't see it. It's also worth noting that wheels of history turn extremely slow compared to the length of a human life. People return to sanity in some areas, And it will just take a lot longer than most of us expect. If you want a prime example, cities like San Francisco, Chicago, Portland, and Seattle turned a blind eye to crime. That will likely become a self-correcting problem. As tax dollars and businesses flee while the remaining citizens become even more fed up, things are going to change. And it might take a decade or two. Christianity may seem to be at a low ebb right now, but Christianity has been through this kind of cycle over and over for the last 2,000 years. So the problems of today may come to a head or just fade away over time. And this all leads up to the fact that we as human beings tend to have these mental models of the world that go A, B, and C are extremely important. And if they don't happen, D, E, and F will, which will lead to X, Y, and Z, which means disaster. Now, on a personal level, you see examples of this all the time. Someone gets fired or breaks up with their girlfriend, and that's the end of the world. But six months down the road, they actually have a better job or a better girlfriend. This happens on the national level, too, although people loathe to admit it. A lot of conservatives that happily collected Social Security thought it was socialism when it was first passed, and an awful lot of leftists benefited from a thriving economy created by tax cuts that they opposed. This doesn't mean that none of us can predict anything or that we shouldn't take steps to make ourselves and our country better, but it does mean that the future is not written in stone. The future of all of us in our country is in flux. History is behind us. It's happened. All that stands between us now and uh, what's coming to us is what we do next. And being a doomer is not going to do you any good. This is News Talk, nine W WORD. You know, you, you, you see a different picture of proactive people out there if you look hard enough. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And losing my voice as I go. Staten Island. One of the boroughs of uh, New York City. uh, They've been housing the illegal immigrants that have been bused to New York at a formerly vacant St. John's Villa school. So, the residents of Staten Island have set up a speaker, which is blaring in English, Spanish, Ukrainian, Chinese, and Urdu at a level of 117 decibels, 24-7, urging them to leave, claiming that the site is rat and mold infested and they're being lied to by Mayor Eric Adams one woman videoed this and then got in an Uber and left so we get this in my view the use of legal psychological war- warfare is fair game said Newsmax personality and former independent city comptroller John Tobacco Tobacco really who conceived the play to post outside the shelter monday The recording shouts at the shelter you're being lied to by Mayor Eric Adams. They have 300 cots in one room. You have no privacy. You will have no showers. You had a hotel room with privacy and a bathroom in New York City, giving the false impression that the shelter is outside of New York City. Do not get off the bus. Tell them you want back to the hotel. This shelter has rats and cockroaches. The building has mold and is unsafe for you. And technically, you know, it's not... In you know, the best part of New York City. Uh, it's an hour commute to Midtown on the Staten Island Ferry. That's a pretty far distance. It'd be nice to stay at the Roosevelt Hotel instead. They said you're being lied to. This building is not safe for humans. The community wants you to go back to New York City. Immigrants are not safe here. They, again, falsely insinuate that Staten Island is not a city borough. And they've been plagued by sewage overflows and concerns of mold and vermin has not been reported. The former school is equipped with outdoor showers for the temporary residents. The faults insinuating that they're, they're getting out there about what they're saying about this school is sort of funny because uh, the boroughs and cities mean very little to the people outside of New York. And to be honest with you, I'm on the side of the people in Staten Island who are doing this psychological warfare. This is you know, pretty funny. And uh, they have much in common with the people that live in Knoxville, Tennessee, for example, or Sherman, Texas. In Staten Island, if you need a volunteer, you'll get one. If you need help, you'll get it. Now, Eric Adams needs to burrow folks to behave themselves so he can say there are no troubling incidences there. And Staten Island has a ton of immigrants, legal immigrants. A legal immigrant is somebody that's been vetted. A legal immigrant is somebody that's gone through the channels to get here. And uh, they have to wait and they have to take their turn. And it is a process. And it doesn't matter where you come from. My mother's side of the family came from England post-World War II. They arrived at Ellis Island. My grandfather, who was a military veteran from World War II, he became a TV repairman for RCA over the course of time. And uh, he was in communications like I was when he was in the British Army. And they spoke the language. They were our ally and they still had to go through the process so this stuff that joe biden is doing is getting pushback everybody's giving him pushback you don't get to see it but you should never get out there and say to yourself well it's not on the news so therefore it must not be so and there's something else happening too like glenn reynolds who's a writer he lives in knoxville and he's been going to parties there in knoxville and most of the people that are at the parties are people from new york and chicago l.a and they left it to escape the tyranny. Now, it did shoot real estate prices way up, but the people flowing there are people that turn out to be very nice. And they left their politics behind. People moving there now are like the internal variants on, uh, on Cuban or Venezuelan immigrants. They oppose what they fled, their home to escape. So when you sit back there and you're dooming and you're glooming, you're really short, you're short shrifting yourself. Because what you see happening today in government, what you see happening right now, all that stuff, that's not America. The political class is not America. You are America. You should ride around saying to yourself all day long, I am America. And if you're not doing that, if you're just falling for what you see on the, on the magic box, then get away from the magic box and, give your, and, and look around. Get outside of the streetlight glow and look around at what's around you. Because what you'll find is America as it's supposed to be. You'll talk to people at the gas pump, no matter what they look like, no matter what race they are. You'll be nice to each other, congenial. You'll, you'll excuse yourself if you cross in front of an aisle of somebody in a grocery store. There's plenty of manners out there. Is it being stressed? Yes, it's being stressed. Absolutely it is. And we've been stressed before and we'll be stressed again. Because this, this is the part of the human struggle. This is just what makes the human condition roll. Be back again in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.